What's going on, you beautiful babes and beans? Welcome to the long-promised Batman fan fiction episode of Foiled Again. My name is Justin Reese, also known as, but not really, at Kylo Reese across the internet. And joining me is my lovely co-host, Cayman Cruz, at K.Cruz on Twitter. Cam, how are you feeling today? I'm feeling good. I'm feeling I'm feeling ready. I'm good. We in four sessions of sitting down together, we banged out the outline for a Batman movie. Yeah, yeah. Very first draft of an outline. You know. Very first draft of an outline. You know, and um, an outline in and of itself isn't supposed to really need a first draft if you think about yeah. it. Yeah. So that should let you know. How I feel about it. (laughs) That's how I feel about it. Yeah. Um, Um, Yeah. We didn't mean to go as in-depth as we did. Yeah. I'm excited and also worried. I'm not worried. I'm worried. You know why I'm worried? Why? Because either this episode will just be very mid Mm -hmm. or nobody's going to listen to it. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> or it takes off and everybody hates it. Which is which is worse? I think it takes off and everybody's like, you shouldn't ever talk about Batman again. But here's on the, the thing. Hand, that's a gift. Right? Yeah, that's that's a yeah, that's a gift. But, but on the other hand, it's like, but we put time into this. And well, like if we had had the actual time that we needed. We could have made this better. But also, this was never the intention to begin with. Here's my thing, though. Here's my thing, though. Yeah, what's up? I don't take anyone hating our Batman movie as a, like, like a real take on it. Because people hate plenty of Batman things that are really good. That's true. Oh, I mean, I wouldn't personally feel bad about that. No, yeah. I would just be annoyed, you know? Oh, well, of course. But the other thing um, is... There are plenty of people out there writing Batman that shouldn't write Batman, you know? That is also extremely true. Yeah. Like Frank Miller. <laughs> yeah. Shout out Batman Year One. Shout though. out Batman Year One. No, but also here's my here, okay, here's my other thing. Cause I'm I am excited to do this, because I'm excited to talk about this. And I'm excited to wrap this up. I want this to be over with. The more in-depth we got into writing this movie, the more I wanted it to be over. Yeah. And I don't know. I just, you know, I hope, I hope, you know, this is a nice, nice door close on the, uh, you know, the bookend of the uh, Night Watch. Yeah. After sitting down and being like, yeah, we just want to like, take the elements that we think make a good Batman movie. Yeah. Early Batman movie and a, a movie later in his career, which isn't something we've gotten. Even yeah. when we have gotten it, we haven't gotten it. You yeah. know what I mean? Because it wasn't his movie. Well, it was, right. but you know. So, like, we sat down to do it, and then we were like, we don't need to do an early Batman movie anymore. Mm. Which I think well, you said would have been. Right, yeah. But that definitely would have been the one that was like, here are just do this thing, this thing, this thing, and this thing, and that's all you need. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But when we sat down to do this one, we were like, 
let's make a movie and then we did yeah and it's not necessarily like, like we've established before it's not necessarily the batman movie we would like to make but if we had to openly not pitch a batman movie like we're doing right now because this is not a pitch this is just a thing we made this, yeah, this is, is it. a Batman movie we can tell the people because we wouldn't make it. Yeah. Even though I would like to see it. I know. Like, the more we did it, there's a lot of, like, cool visual elements in my head that I would love to see uh, done. Yeah. By someone like Guillermo del Toro. The more, I, the more I thought about, like, the final act of the movie, the more I was like, mm, I don't know. But. Well, yeah. Yeah. I'd need probably need him to tap into a little bit of that Pacific Rim energy. Pacific sure. Rim Hellboy, you know. Well, yeah, but this is another superhero thing. That's why I feel like no, yeah. he's got it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't remember Blade 2, but I also remember not liking Blade 2. So. I haven't seen Blade 2. I've seen the first one. I, which is goaded, goaded Blade. Yeah. Um, I don't remember liking blade 2 that much i think i've seen it like twice and then of course blade trinity is just bad i remember Ryan having a, reynolds is in there i remember having a fun time being like wow this is awful but like even then i don't know if like i'd go back now and be like blade is blade trinity is fun bad you know yeah yeah Anyway, we're not here to talk about Blade. We'll do that eventually. Yeah. But when Mahershala's Blade comes out. Yeah. Watch the anime, you know. Watch the Sticky Fingers I show. I wasn't I don't I'm not going to do that. <laughs> I'm not going to watch Sticky Fingers Blade. Sticky Fingers. If you Blade. you can watch the Sticky Fingers show and I will watch the anime. I don't want to watch the Sticky Fingers mm, show. You you say you're talking about it a lot like you want to. I just brought it up because that was an inside joke and I wanted to bring it to the people. I want the people to know know. that Sticky Fingers played Blade. What are we talking about? Well, we're trying to talk about our Batman movie. We have to uh, establish our Gotham. Right, yeah. Um, Mostly white. <laughs> Sorry, I thought that was really funny. It was really funny, wasn't it? It was. Yeah. It was really funny. Yeah. Oh um, no, I mean, taking no. from the Tim Burton films, <laughs> there's no people of color at all. Oh and if there God. are, they are a member of the supervillain gang. No. Um. <laughs> No. Or they're running for district attorney, I guess. Um, no. <laughs> I mean, obviously, our Gotham's a very diverse, like, multicultural city, you know, metropolitan city. Um, the sky is red. Sky is red. It's red. It it's is. red. Sky is red. We just do it. Yeah. Um. No, but multicultural you know typical metropolitan silly silly typical <laughs> metropolitan city mm-hmm. um it's got old architecture new architecture 
statues. Um, statues. No gentrification. No gentrification. And if if there is, it's been done by a cobble pot. Yeah, yeah. He's got some newfangled. Um, what are these? Like a gastro pub? Maybe that's what the iceberg lounge is. That's not. That's a. That's a joke. Um, <laughs> you ever you ever wanted to go to one of those? No. Like not even as a joke. I have. I've never considered it in my life. I, I always think it'd be interesting to be like, what is this experience? And then actually go to a real restaurant. You know? Like, I kind of, yeah. I kind of, I want to do it. You know those places that like insist that they serve you on things that aren't plates? Yeah. If the Iceberg Lounge is one of those, it would definitely, definitely bring you your stuff like in an umbrella or something. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Get a bowl of shrimp, but it's umbrella. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, no, but yeah, um, you know, I would say at this point, cause we're, we're doing a, like I said, we're doing a later Batman story. Batman's in his mid thirties at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, he's on his, he's on his third Robin. He's on Tim. So, uh, Dick is Nightwing and Jason is currently dead. Um, for now, yeah, for now. But at this point, I don't know. Do we, do we really talk about whether or not the city is in like complete disarray, right? Or if it's just like a super villains occasionally and like, you know, we established that like Cobblepot is still operating in the background I as think, he should. I think in typical Batman fashion, there's always something going on. Yeah. But I think it is like, it's a thing that Gothamites are used to. Okay. The city is lived in and like, Oh, there goes Freeze doing something crazy again. Yeah. Or, oh, you know, uh, this thing's happening. Oh, well, guess I can't take the Metro to work today. Like, yeah. you know, stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's... Uh, Babs is Oracle. Babs is Oracle. I was going to say, yeah. Uh, Babs Oracle. Bruce doesn't know that Babs is Oracle. Mm-hmm. Because um, she's been operating anonymously as as Oracle. The little oracle uh, face thing. Yeah. You know the one, the green one. Yeah. Uh, I feel like it's important to mention, because I don't think we mentioned this in here. I would like to imagine that uh, Oracle and Nightwing have been working together a little yes. bit. Um, I had the same thought. We didn't talk about it directly, We didn't talk but... about it, but I mean, I assume it was a similar. Yeah, I mean, Oracle works with the superhero community at large. Yeah. Um, but obviously she would work with uh, Dick. Yes. Like we said, villains villains established uh, Cobblepot uh, Oswald Penguin. That's his name. Um, I was trying to, I was recycling through all his different names. Um, runs the Iceberg Lounge. He's just, he's there. He's, you know, being, being evil, doing his thing, but he's not like, you know, he's not trying to run a gang much more of like a uh, purveyor of of illegal goods you know yes um black market behind the scenes kind of stuff uh harvey dent two-face exists harley quinn is there because obviously joker exists joker missing in action most people think Batman 
snapped and killed him, which has set everybody, most of the villains, on edge again. Because, you know, after being Batman for a certain time, a certain level of, of, of fear would wane, but since, ha, huh, Wayne, that wasn't intentional. That wasn't intentional. <laughs> Wayne! It was not intentional. Um, nice. But, you know, I would instill some fear in them again, and he doesn't do anything to clear it up, really. He just, you know, but people think that he, some people think he did it, some people don't think he did it, you know, uh, subject to to debate, right? Um, yeah. what this other is villains? after after Jason's death? Yes. Uh, so you know, people are like, "Oh, well, Joker killed a Robin, so Batman killed a Joker." Eye for an eye, type beat. Yeah, yeah. Um, what other villains do we say exist? Killer Croc exists. I mean, most of them, like rule of thumb, if they're in the comics, they they probably exist here. If they're in I the mean, comics and they're like, iconic. You know, yeah. if you think of I'm like not saying like condiment king. Yeah, if you think of like the usual like ten or twelve, there you go, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but the villains we pretty have pretty much everyone you've seen in Batman the animated series. Yeah, that's a good rule. Of yeah, thumb. yeah, like, yeah. The villains we have like really present in this movie. Would you like? Would you like to establish the villains we have, or would you like to reveal? No, I just want to. I just want to do the movie and have that on okay all right for sure but like yeah if they if they're iconic prominent villains from like btas or like you know just the dudes you know they exist they exist they're Um, not our guys for this movie for the most part yeah we have we we have a select uh a select three or four if you will we have we we do that thing where you know you intro on like you know we're on a mission and yeah, then, we'll, just yeah. we'll just do it. We'll just do it. It's fine. Get into it now. Um I think so, yeah. So I think our goal together was like we're we are tired of here's a, a superhero movie where if superheroes were realistic, here's how they would function in the real world, here's yeah. how blah blah blah. Yeah. And we wanted to take all the fantastical comic book elements and do them. Yes. And still tell a good story. Yes. Right. Um, so that was the goal, and I think you know, I think we accomplished. I, it yeah, no, well. we. De- I I believe we definitely accomplished on that, um, on that front. Um, I will let you take the first little chunk, but uh, this is Batman Chaos and Bloom. This is Batman Chaos and Bloom. Yes. So, Bat. I'm. I'm gonna. We're we're reading from our outline. I should make that clear. We're not just. Because we did right now. No, it's like, all it's all you know. We just memorized off the now. dome freestyle. <laughs> um, it was a dark and stormy night. Did you laugh? Was That's that funny? Not an outline. What are you I doing? Know. I wanted to. I wanted to set the mood. No. Gotham, red sky, nighttime. Batman and Robin. Zooming down the street in the Batmobile, right? Batman and Robin are on the tail of Killer Moth, who, if you don't know who that is, um, of course you don't. Yeah, uh, good. <laughs> Killer Moth is a sort of, 
I wouldn't say anti-Batman. He is a uh, villainous counterpart. In the way that Batman works with the GCPD and, you know, for the greater good of the city, Killer Moth is, is, is a gun for hire for any uh, uh, big bad supervillain, right? Yeah. So currently, Killer Moth is working for the Hatter, who you should know the Mad Hatter, mind control, you know, uh, 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 gimmick, well... Alice in Wonderland gimmick, mind control power set, basically. Um, and they arrive at an abandoned Gotham mansion. And of, as, they, as they should, Batman and Robin make their way through Killer Moth's traps. Because how, how is Killer Moth going to actually compete with Batman and Robin, right? He cannot. He cannot. So then they arrive to essentially uh, uh, fight some mind-controlled goons who are dressed in, you know, Alice in Wonderland-themed costumes, but the colors are very muted and, you know, they look kind of grungy, so it's a little creepy, right? Robin, Tim Drake, only, what do we say, like, uh, six months, maybe a little more on he's, the job. He's, yeah, he's a couple months into it. Yeah, uh, hasn't gone abroad to train with Shiva or anything yeah. at this point. So still a little early in his in his uh, crime fighting career. Um, he goes after Killer Moth, and then Batman goes to rescue the girl that Mad Hatter has captured and or kidnapped rather, and posed as Alice and then he takes down Mad Hatter and uh Robin takes down Killer Moth as you know Batman's wrapping up stuff with Hatter and whatnot, right? Yeah. So of course, you know, simple get in there, um take him down, you know, tie him up. We did it. We're Batman and Robin. We did it, yeah, Patrick, it's... we saved the city. <laughs> Yeah, it's to introduce the audience to these two and show their dynamic and, you know, show off a little bit of what Gotham and crime in Gotham looks like yes. right now. Um, yeah. Yeah. So the dynamic duo take Mad Hatter and Killer Mott to Arkham. Uh, while they're there, they meet Hugo Strange, who is the new warden of Arkham. Yeah, and boy. they notice that something about the way that processing is handled and uh, the villains that are present in the holding cells, it's different due to Strange's management. Um, so things seem a little bit strange, uh, no pun intended, at Arkham. Yeah. And, you know, that's really weird to, you know, Bruce and Tim to a degree, I guess. They went over there with Commissioner Gordon, by the way. You know, your boy. Um, love him. We stand one cop. <laughs> still played by Jeffrey Wright. Still play, yeah. Still played no. by Jeffrey Wright. We, yeah, no, we I don't, wish. we don't, we don't have a, we don't have a cast. My, I, well, no, ideally, in my mind, at least, my uh, Carl Urban is our Batman, just because he has the look. He's a little older, but mm -hmm. you know. Um. Anyway, Strange starts to, you know try to egg Batman on a little bit as, as um, at his rogues gallery, you know, at how long it is. And uh, 
Batman, it doesn't really phase Batman, but Strange keeps trying to like chip away at his icy demeanor and, you know, size him up, right? Then, you know, Strange in still trying is like, you know, trying to dissect the man who is the Batman as says he should spend more time in Arkham, you know, because he he belongs there and he wants to study him. Uh, But Batman is like, you know, I Batman's like, you know, I don't trust you. Essentially, he's like he needs to study Strange first. And that, that kind of amuses Strange. Yeah. So that's our sort of opening scene, Arkham scene. And now we transition to uh, there's an important Wayne social function. Yeah. It's, a uh, you know, some sort of big deal for Gotham City. It's a project or an initiative or something political. You know how it goes. Um, Commissioner Gordon's here along with Barbara, who is in her wheelchair. Um, Bruce says a greeting to both of them, but he doesn't talk to Barbara beyond that. And then he's ushered off to have a conversation with other Gotham bigwigs, including Lincoln March, who is telling Bruce of his plans to run for mayor. Which, if Lincoln March you don't know, he was a character introduced in the Court of Owls storyline um, as sort of a, you know, another good face for politicians. Well, uh, you know, a good another good politician in Gotham. Because, um, you know, you could really use more of those in Gotham City. You definitely could. Yeah. Um, there's other things, but we don't delve into that. We don't need to get that. into that yeah. now. Um, Lincoln March, did you already? I'm sorry, did you already say Lincoln is trying to run for mayor? Yeah, yeah, that he's yeah. he's planning yeah. to run for mayor, and yeah. he's talking to Bruce about his campaign. Yes, right, right. right. Uh, meanwhile, Tim, he's hanging out at the social function. He's eating some appetizers, and he's. Feeling a little uneasy and, you know, like his tux is uncomfortable, you know, because he's a growing boy. Um, eventually, Babs comes over to him and they talk a little bit. She asks him about Alfred and Tim says that he's on vacation. And Barbara's trying to talk to him about how things have changed since, you know, in in, in the recent years, you know. Um, this is kind of where we establish further where we are in our Batman timeline, what, what's, what has happened and what has not. Obviously, Barbara being in a wheelchair, you know, indicative of, you know, something happened and then Tim exists. So Jason has passed already. Did we ever talk about how Babs is, uh, paralyzed? Cause for sure it's not Joker. (laughs) <laughs> yeah we wouldn't we wouldn't go with joker we would do something else um young justice did something interesting with it recently so if you haven't seen season four of young justice check that we've out. talked about it before on the podcast yeah i know yeah. i just don't want to get into it outside yeah. of there right now um but yeah it, it would be something else besides the joker shows up at the door and shoots her to get to gordon yeah yeah because we don't like that yeah, we're not big fans of that. Yeah. Um, we should also take this time to mention because I don't think that we did that. Uh, Nightwing isn't sure whether or not Batman killed the Joker, so he and Bruce are sort of on the outs right now. He They're would like speaking. he would, obviously he would like to hope that he didn't, right? But he can't be sure given the uh, recent 
what what should I say? Uh, Basically, shift the behavior in his, that in he his exhibits. Behavior. Yeah, yeah. In between uh, Jason's death and Tim's arrival, you know, because typically in this period in comics, Batman's a little more violent and you know, br- and, and just very very brutal and cold, which is which is why Tim, you know, comes to Bruce and is like, you know, you need a Robin. You know, Batman's always going to need a Robin, right? Um, suddenly, you know, as, as Gotham usually does, the bat signal appears in the window of the skyline and, uh, Babs shoots Tim a look and, you know, says duty calls and whatnot, right? So Tim gets Bruce and they get out of there and, you know, do their, do their thing. You know, su- cool, switch, suit, up cool suit up scene, just like the ones in the Schumacher Batman, though. Um, and they rush to the city where there is a meta freak attacking, right? They deal with they, you know, they they fight him. Fun little action scene here, you know. The the duo work together. Batman's a little, just a tad protective of of Robin because you know he's still dealing with the uh, fallout and guilt of not being able to protect Jason. Mm-hmm. And um, they fight the meta for a little bit, and you know they 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 give him a fair scrap, but eventually his powers begin to essentially sabotage himself, right? Like you, it would be sort of like an overdose on his own his own abilities. Yeah, and then they find a flower growing out of his head. Mm-hmm. Very gross, very cool at the same time. And they take samples of it to eventually send to Oracle, who obviously they do not know is Babs at the time. And then they, uh, you know, back to the cave. Then they split. Tim goes home and then he goes to school. So, yeah, uh, Tim has won a Wayne scholarship for a special Gotham school and he goes there. Uh, And that's sort of the, the little backstory as to why. You know, they're cool. He well, and, he's he and he Bruce are can be publicly, you know, connected. Yeah. Um, there's sort of the shot of him closing his locker and leaving school, and he slings his jacket over his shoulder mm-hmm. as he walks out onto the street and takes a cab home. Yeah. Um, and back at the Drake home, Tim's dad asks how the function was the night before, and Tim, you know, he shrugs and he's like, oh, "You know, my tuxedo was stuffy, but the appetizers were good." <laughs> and Tim's mom is like. Oh, it's so kind of that Mr. Wayne to bring you out to these events. Tim's dad's like, nah, it's just for PR. You know, he, he wants to shrug it off. Yeah. 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 Um, and then Tim mentions they got to talk to Barbara Gordon and they seem interested in this fact. Uh, and they say it's good that he gets to make these connections. Right. You know, cause she's the commissioner's daughter. daughter. She's a librarian, a researcher and you know, stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, in Arkham, Killer Moth is trying not to completely lose his cool on his first day in the asylum because, you know, you know, fish in the pen, you know, this is a power dynamic you got to establish with yourself, right? But obviously, if, if you and Arkham, you're not going to take on the big dog because it's Arkham Asylum. The big dog yeah. can be any anyone on a different day. Right. <laughs> Um, and this is where we... are gonna go deck Deathstroke. Yeah, well, Deathstroke's not gonna be an Arkham. 
No, I know. Um, Blackgate. But this is where we would introduce other, you know, like cameos for characters like Scarecrow, Two-Face, Zaz, etc. Um, Zaz actually gets a moment to really, like, get under Killer Moth's skin that he essentially essentially starts begging for his release right um he causes so much of a scene that it gets strange's attention and then moth is taken away to uh speak to strange yeah uh so bruce we we cut away for a second bruce is at wayne enterprises and he gets away from a meeting to go and talk to lucius fox yeah Um, boy He's checking for the third time in as many weeks if Lucius has any sorts of upgrades relating to Robin's gear and the Batmobile. And Lucius, you know, being real with him is like, I've put together how worried you are about Tim as Robin. Size them up. And you, you know, how much you want him to be taken care of. Uh, but he tells Bruce, he's like, if you trust this young man and if you trust the equipment that we make together and the way that they function worrying like this won't do anything to make tim any safer Mm -hmm. and bruce is he's quiet for a moment but he agrees and the rest of their conversation continues but that's off screen yeah and we cut back to moth and moth's trying to make a case for how she he should be in a regular prison and not arkham to which strange replies arkham is not a prison it is a rehabilitation center do you like my do you like my hugo strange voice yeah no it's good shout out shout out Corey burton in uh arkham city um and he's essentially he's like, if Moth wants to get out, he would have to prove that he is rehabilitated. So Killer Moth is like, I'm not crazy. I'm just some regular dude who's down on my luck, and I'm trying to make some cash. So I became a supervillain, right? Like he's not, he's not organizing all these big events and has some, you know, obsession with a gimmick or all that stuff. I mean, he's Killer Moth. Which is weird, but you know, every, every, you got to find your own gimmick sometimes, just to you know, for the hustle, right? Um, and he tells Strange, he's like, "Look, you, I won't do anything wrong. I'll put away the tights, and I'll just, I'll just go back to being a dude, and I'll figure some other way out, figure out another hustle, basically." And somehow, Strange agrees. And he tells Moth that he'll he'll let him go, and he will serve as an example to the hard work that the new management in Arkham is putting in to rid Gotham of its supervillains, right? Yeah, and that'll take some time because you know he's got to process well, paperwork yeah, and stuff. Of course, but, yeah, a couple of hours, you know. maybe <laughs> five minutes. <laughs> uh, we have a Batcave scene with Tim and Bruce. Um, Bruce is doing more training with Tim. They're, you know, martial arts stuff. Things like that. Yeah. Uh, and Oracle pings the back computer and says that she's discovered two things. Uh, one is for an abandoned warehouse that has shipped materials with similar properties recently. Uh, properties similar to what's in the uh, flower that they sent her for analysis. Yeah. Uh, and the other is for a black site that Stag Industries provided much more dangerous equipment to make more permanent metahumans. Mm, permanent metahumans. That's crazy. It's crazy. So eventually, you know, 
they make it to the black side only to find it abandoned and mostly, you know, cleaned out, basically. They find a couple of documents, but they're all redacted and they take those and the most of the computers are missing their hard drives. Um, they get out of there. It was kind of a bust, but Oracle, you know, is like, I'm gonna keep, I'm gonna keep checking this out and I'll let you know what I find. And then the connection on their communicator just cuts out like really abruptly. Uh, meanwhile, in another part of town, uh, Gordon Montoya and two other officers go to the warehouse that, uh, Oracle mentioned to Batman and Robin. Uh, and they're expecting goons running some sort of meta drug or something like that. Right. Yeah. Uh, Gordon has, the rest of them secure different portions of the warehouse and he finds himself alone outside the upstairs office. Uh, he begins investigating when his flashlight shines along some strange looking light tendrils and he shines the light along what he realized is the black sleeve of someone's shirt, but the arm is really, really long. And as he moves it to the face, it is pale white with a single flower in the center. Uh, and before he can react, the villain known as Mr. Bloom, who is unknown at this point, yeah. throws Gordon through the office window to the ground below. Uh, and Bloom steps down, his legs grow impossibly long, and he starts to walk out. Uh, he stops when the cops surround him with their guns, and they you know, begin firing. But he expands his hand and stabs two of the officers in the neck and kills them, and then hits Montoya in the shoulder. So to preface, Mr. Bloom is a character from later in Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo. Capullo, we still haven't figured it out, run uh, post uh, the Batman Endgame story arc, which is a whole other thing. So currently, Bruce is not Batman, and Gotham PD is like, yo, we need a Batman. And so they start like trying to uh what is it like recruit some some people like test out some of their own officers to see if anyone's capable of it but the only one they can really trust to do it is jim gordon because in the new 52 jim's still kind of young right he's not the the old man that we all know and love yeah he's like mid to late 30s i think i think so maybe maybe early 40s early 40s, some something maybe. like that yeah. um so essentially he uh reluctantly agrees and they give him a outfit but you know jim is not the trained martial artist that uh bruce wayne is i mean he can handle himself in a scrap but he's not going to be going toe-to-toe with ninjas like that right so the gcpd has this really cool bat mech and he uses that for the most part and it's honestly super dope anyway it's really dope, and also his suit is like black, and the it has like a yellow outline yeah. and symbol. And he uses a gun to shoot batarangs because he can't figure out how to throw batarangs. Yeah. right, and I think it's awesome. Yeah, um, it's it's a cool comic, and Bloom is one of my favorite like recently. Yeah, he's the he's the villain in there. Recently. But yeah, and he's honestly since he's a Gordon villain, we wanted to intro him with Gordon. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Bloom's super cool. Obviously we'll get more into what his deal is here in the story, but one of the, one of the more recent Batman villains with some staying power, obviously I don't think DC has used him, um, beyond that, at least to my knowledge, but, 
Uh, yeah, he's in like we can Task Force Z with Red Hood, bro. Yeah, is that the is that the get the Joker thing? I don't know if that's the get the Joker thing. I think it has to do with the undead and some. Capacity. Oh, okay. The the Characters deceased stuff. No, it's not deceased. Really? I thought that was connected it's, to deceased. No, no. I believe what it is. I mean, maybe I could be wrong, mm. but what I think Task Force Z is characters that have died, I believe. Okay. And are back now. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, much to think about. Which is a good chunk of the DC universe, but you know. Well, yeah. Everyone's died. Has Wonder Woman ever died? Mm, I don't know. I know she wasn't Wonder Woman for a while. But yeah, I don't know but that doesn't that. mean she has to, to have died. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. anyway. <laughs> um, <laughs> everyone involved in this uh, uh, attack or, or you know, uh, uh, incident rushed to the hospital. Babs. Well, the two survivors. Well, yeah, of course. Um, Montoya and Gordon rushed to the hospital. Babs super distressed leslie Tompkins, uh yagoral doesn't show up in enough is there batman and robin show up after you know hearing the news and getting back from the, the black site and bullock you know you know detective harvey bullock uh uh kind of your boy uh <laughs> steps to batman as he usually does but there's something a little different about this he gets in his face about protecting his fa- his friends and Bullock is a firm believer that Batman finally snapped and killed the Joker, right? Because it's what Bullock would have done. And, you know, if Bat, if, if he, he's hoping Batman did the right thing in hit to his mind, right? Yeah, quote unquote the right thing. Yeah. Um, and he's suggesting that Batman should kill whoever did this to Gordon. Um, which leads them to be like, you know, who... Who or what did this? And of course, Montoya, the only living witness, because Gordon is in a coma, um, tells the dynamic duo what she saw. And while they're here, Lincoln March comes through to exchange some words of comfort to Barbara and, you know, check on, you know, good, good political move to establish that he cares about the people working for this fair city Gotham. And this is his first time seeing Batman in the flesh for the first time, you know, cause everyone's seen Batman maybe in like yeah, a photo. Picture yeah. In a newspaper. Yeah. yeah. No, Footage. no, no real clear video, but you know, he's up yeah, close yeah. and personal to the bat. Except when he's with the justice league. Well, yeah. PR Batman. Oh, yeah. Um, and he's very caught off guard by, by, Batman's presence, because you know, I mean, you'd be freaked out if you actually saw Batman, the Batman, in person. Yeah. yeah. Uh, as 2022's The Batman establishes very well as he walks into that room with those cops who all look at him like, look at this freak in a bat. Yeah. Um, the scene cuts to Barbara as she's in the clock tower. Uh, this is the reveal for the people that don't know that Oracle and Barbara Gordon are one and the same. Yeah. She's scouring security footage from the area nearby the warehouse and in the warehouse and finds Mr. Bloom walking, but he's in completely normal human proportions. 
Um, he walks calmly into the shadows and disappears from the view of the camera. She's able to get two more cameras, including a traffic camera, but eventually loses sight of him. So she sends the GCPD information about which way he was heading, and they put out an APB on Bloom and have devoted a lot of manpower to searching for him because he put the police commissioner in the hospital, killed two officers, and injured another. And, you know, as a freaky monster. Yeah, he's also, you know, a weird slender man guy. Mm. Uh, since the initial incident that Batman and Robin have helped with, the police have dealt with a few more metas, but they've mostly been able to handle it without Batman. Yeah. Uh, eventually, Barbara gets a call from Batman expecting and, you know, asking for an update on the Black Side info. You know, he expecting Oracle has continued working, not knowing it's Barbara. She replies that she's been tending to another matter, but gets, we'll get the info to him soon. Then Tim, no. Tim heads back to the cave overlooking the uh, stuff they've taken from the black side. He tries to put some things together, but it's difficult with so much of the particulars being redacted. He learns that the project was called Project Bloom with the purpose of creating an answer to Batman. From what he can tell, there was one main financial backer and one lead scientist. Bruce comes down to the cave with sandwich and drink, tells him to take a break, to which Tim disagrees, but Batman can be so convincing that eventually he just gives in. Uh, Bruce passes on Tim's theories to Oracle, and she gets to work to find out what she can. Yeah, I like to think that there's references in these documents to, like, existing gotham metas like killer croc and well not killer croc I mean, no, he has a he has a skin condition i was like what are you he talking has a skin about condition yeah i'm sorry uh existing real metas like clayface and man bat and you know people like that yeah um but yeah could even throw in so, metamorpho if you want to considering sure, the stag yeah dimension. we've mentioned stag industry yeah um, Oracle sends back information incriminating former Gotham City Mayor Hamilton Hill in financing Project Bloom. Uh, you know, there's ties to him and a trail that leads from the stuff purchased from Stag Industries to Hill. Uh, so she lets Batman know that Hill's location, uh, or what Hill's location is. And one Batmobile trip later, we find ourselves at the Iceberg Lounge. You want to do this one? Yeah, I can keep going. Okay. Uh, the Iceberg Lounge is located at Gotham's waterfront, and it's equal parts swanky and seedy. Uh, Batman and Robin make their way through the people to where Hill is seated. Um, and this is sort of our cantina scene in a way. Yeah. Uh, in the background, Killer Croc, he's seated at a table with Penguin and some of his goons. He's drinking out of a uh, very regular champagne glass, which he's holding very, very carefully. Yeah, tentatively in yeah. his giant claw, yeah. even though he just has a skin condition. Yeah, just a, just a skin condition. Just a skin condition. Yeah. Uh, Black Mask is seated at another table. Um, the ventriloquist and Scarface are on stage, which is, you know, very displeasing to Scarface. Yes. And they're doing a, a sort of performance to which the ventriloquist is, like, doing a performance and Scarface is berating him and being awful to him. But everyone thinks it's funny. Yeah. Penguin seems nervous that Batman is in the building because Batman is in the building uh, and he waddles over suggesting that he should handle whatever business he has with the former mayor outside the iceberg lounge to not disturb his yeah. patrons. 
Um, Go ahead. Sorry. You good. So, Batman, deciding to avoid conflict uh, begrudgingly, takes Hill outside, to which we get into a fun little Batman and Robin interrogation, right? And he can tell that Hill knows about Project Bloom, because of course he does. They, uh, you know, they start putting the pressure on him, and he reveals that the city wanted a way to combat Batman. Essentially a government issue meta that they could control and maybe maybe even more right maybe a whole team of of uh super powered uh uh soldiers i guess um but obviously the project failed and their only subject failed right and he didn't know and hill says he doesn't know anything about that to which they try and press him a little bit more but hill doesn't know they ask about the scientist and he furrows his brow says that he must have known him once but he can't remember who he is batman being batman tries to uh jog his memory but robin can tell that he uh he's telling the truth because his body language indicates that he just he doesn't know and he gave up all the information that he could when he was barely threatened well at least as as barely as batman and robin can threaten someone (laughs) right yeah um so batman you know is like all right and then they bounce yeah i i'd like to also mention that uh hill mentions that the subject that they had their only subject escaped yeah did i not say that i'm sorry no you just said that uh it failed ah my apologies no you're good uh, the signal goes up once more, and Batman gets a call from Montoya. She says that the GCPD found Bloom and surrounded him, but he sent out Metas, and the police are fighting them right now. Bloom is still inside. Batman says he's on his way. Tim grabs a staff. He's ready to go. And Batman's like, stay here, because they're at the cave uh, after going to the Iceberg Lounge. Yeah. He's like, stay here. Use the information that we got from Hill. Uh alongside the document see if you can piece together any more brief oracle uh and tim is like this bloom killed two cops and put two more in the hospital and batman's like i can handle it alone you know yeah. this whole batman thing less out of like, ego and more out of uh protection yeah tim don't know that though right and tim's like just be careful and batman nods so then, your boy, Batman, racing off in the Batmobile to the city. You know, there are ambulances dealing with injured cops and civilians. Two of the Metas, uh, who are who have survived but are dealing with adverse effects of the seeds they were given. Montoya tells Batman that Bloom hasn't left and they've got every, you know, every nook and cranny under watch, right? So what does Batman do? He goes through the roof. Does his little Batman grunt. Yeah. And then goes and zips up. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Bloom is inside and he's doing the pose from his most iconic comic image, which I will share on Twitter uh, at foiled again cast. If you would like to see that. Yeah. It's like Um, he's leaning back, basking in the glory of the field. Arms stretched. Yeah. Yeah. Very beautiful Uh, image. Oh, it's a great, it's a great drawing. Yeah. 
And that's why we want to pay homage to it. Yeah. Uh, because he's facing upward, he sees the shadow of the bat and the movement of him, you know, entering. And he begins to elongate his limbs and pulls back into the shadows. And he, you know, from from the darkness, he starts humming a tune. And only the flower against his white face is somewhat visible yeah. in the darkness. Batman tells Bloom that he knows about the project that made him. Bloom calls it his birth. He says that through his suffering, he learned valuable lessons. That Gotham has not been fixed by Batman. That evil and corruption have found new ways to work through the system. The same system that Batman works alongside. Batman asks if that's why Bloom hurt Gordon and killed those officers. Bloom responds that Gordon might be better than some, but he's still a slave to the system. He asks Batman if he knows who the metas he's made so far are. Batman says no, since their bodies had changed so much during the process of whatever he gave them. Bloom tells Batman that they were random people off the street, that he brings them to their fullest potential with his seeds, and all they want to do is tear down what Gotham has been so that a better Gotham can grow in its place. He says that Batman must fall too, and his elongated claws come from either side of where Batman has been in the shadows, like a hail of spears. He dodges some, but is, but is injured. He grapples up to where Bloom's head is and the fight continues, but it's going very poorly for the Batman. Uh, Montoya on the outside, you know, in her little arm sling and stuff, she's trying to contact Batman again, and when it doesn't go through, the call forwards to Robin. Uh, well, to the cave, right? Yeah. And that's where Robin is. Uh, he answers and is informed of the situation. Hearing this, he takes the bat plane over so he can extract Bruce from where he is. He tells Montoya and the officers to pull back because if Batman can't stop Bloom, they definitely don't have a chance. Yeah. No offense. He really hastily throws <laughs> in there and then he leaves. Uh, Batman's doing his best to stay on his feet, but Bloom is not easing up. And then Robin blows a hole in the roof and blasts Bloom with a missile, uh, which gives Batman enough time to grapple to the plane. Bloom slinks away into the shadows, and Batman and Robin jet back to the cave. So they get back to the cave, and Tim escorts Bruce to the medical bay and sets him up to rest and tend to his wounds. After performing some amateur-level suture work, Tim relaxes for a moment only to fall asleep. He's then woken up by both Babs and... Alfred, your boy. Surprise, he's back from vacation. Yeah. Got his Hawaiian shirt on. Yeah. Uh, Oracle, uh, Babs reveals to Tim that she is Oracle. And uh, he remarks about Alfred's lack of surprise, to which Alfred replies that he already knew. Babs senses how anxious Tim is about Bloom, and they begin discussing some more of the info they found to try and find any patterns or weaknesses or anything they missed. They settle on sending Lucius information about Bloom's powers and ask him to think about ways to combat it. Because, you know, Lucius is smart. Lucius can figure it out. So uh, he yeah. agrees and he gets to work. Meanwhile, Bloom in the wind. I'd, I'd like to make it clear that uh, Batman is basically barely conscious by the time that Tim shows up and he is now just solidly basically comatose you know yeah. he's he's gone yeah, for, um, for a good while all that's left now is for barbara to keep working on things on her end uh and for lucius to come up with something to counteract bloom uh she sends him a sample of the seed that she receives so he can find a way to neutralize its effects babs tells tim to go home rest do homework live his life because there's nothing they can do right now 
Uh, and then Barbara calls in Leslie Tompkins to tend to Bruce, and we leave the cave. Yeah, because, you know, they need someone who knows what they're doing. Uh, yeah. Actually, uh, a true doctor. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Tim goes home, and he's trying to, you know, take Bab's advice to heart and chill out for a little bit and keep up with his homework. Um, he sits down and tries to, you know, he's with his textbook and all that, trying to work and stuff but he can't help but think about you know the more more important subject is hand at his hand at hand i should say you know not to say that his school work doesn't matter because you know go to school kids at least finish high school school, at least finish high school um (laughs) the and uh he takes a note card from his desk and he starts to jot out some questions you know essentially trying to figure out who could have made Bloom and, you know, work, work out, work out the case on his own, do some detective work, you know, cause that's what Tim is at his heart, a detective. Um, he notes about how Hill couldn't recall the identity of the scientist of the project that he funded and, you know, how that doesn't really make sense. Cause you know, how are you going to forget the dude that you worked with on this very important thing? Right. Um, he sets his notes aside and tries to get back to his homework, but he keeps looking at the window, hoping to see the bat signal, right? And then after getting through very little homework, he goes to bed. Yeah, because while Tim might be the smart Robin, quote unquote, he does not like school. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Babs and Alfred are reminiscing over days long past in the manor. Leslie arrives to tend to Bruce and properly patches him up. By the time she's done, it's morning, and as uh, she prepares to leave, she tells Alfred to keep his movement limited, or as limited as it can be. Yeah. Babs heads down to the cave to work on some more things pertaining to the case. Uh, a few hours pass as Bab works, Babs works on the back computer. She occasionally checks on Bruce when she can, and at one point she notices him sort of tossing and turning. Uh, so she wheels over and tries to wake him, and he begins to sort of feverishly speak and it becomes clear that he's reliving the death of Jason Todd. Eventually, she manages to wake him up, and after a moment, the two begin to talk. Bruce admits to the crushing weight of his guilt over Jason's death, and, you know, the effect that it's had on him, the responsibility for his part in it. He describes chasing the Joker and during the events of their confrontation losing him. Since then, he's been unable to find him. Joker's just, like Bloom, in the wind. Bruce makes a comment on how Barbara's oracle and and uh she asks how long he's known he gestures to the back back computer which oracle has been using and says he didn't know until now she laughs and sometimes forget sometimes she laughs and says she sometimes forgets he doesn't always have everything figured out (laughs) yeah so you know a, a good little moment shared between them um some emotional vulnerability yeah yeah between him and his former crime-fighting partner, yeah. and not romantic partner, because we don't we don't do that. We don't, we don't do that, that here. We don't do that here. Uh, Bloom is anonymously tipped off to the fact that Killer Moth is going to be released from Arkham, so he prepares this special seed for Moth that will mutate him into an awful Moth monster, uh, and presents him with the opportunity to take revenge on Batman. Because. If I can interject here, there's a certain point in comics in which Killer Moth is actually a moth monster because he 
sold his soul to a demon or something, but that's 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 too much. <laughs> yeah. We're not rocking with that. Yeah. So Moth, you know, he's he's just a dude right now. He's like in a t shirt and blue jeans. Yeah. He's chilling. And he's like, No, I'm not interested in that. I'm just trying to like get work. It's it's hard in these streets. Yeah. Uh and Bloom is like I've already created all, you know, I've I've gone through the trouble of creating this for you. It's something special. And then he, he forces the seed into Moth's head. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we have a sort of halfway on and off camera. Like, I'm, I'm picturing half of it's played out on the shadows yeah. of whatever surface behind as he mutates into yeah. this horrific monsters and then spreads his wings and flies. Because we're not going to go full body horror, full transformation on camera, you know? Yeah, we could, but we're not going to. We could, but you know, PG thirteen rating yeah, probably. Yeah. Uh, well, definitely because we we didn't go to can't do an R rated Batman, even though I wanted the Batman to be rated R. It didn't need to be. It, no, I know it didn't, but you know, you know, you know. I'm just saying, like, oh no, I would made any better. I know, I'm aware, but you know. They got one F word and they used it. Yeah, and it was somebody who doesn't matter. <laughs> it's great i love it. yeah no. um so bloom spreads his arms and he's preparing for the destruction of gotham he's he's excited it's his time uh batman's still injured and killer moth has started to wreak havoc on the city and there's metas popping up yeah. so alfred calls dick and asks him to come to the city to help and every member of the bat family would do anything for Alfred because he's Alfred. That's Alfred. That's your boy. So Dick is like, yeah, I'll be there. Even though he doesn't, you know, want to be around Bruce right now. Yeah. So your boy, Nightwing, rides into town on his motorcycle. Fun entrance, you know. The This is where, this is one of our few clapping moments in the theater, right? Yeah. Um, he shows up and he tells Alfred to keep him assessed on the situation. Alfred lets Oracle take over on that front, and then Tim meets Dick in the section of the cave where the Batmobile is. They decide, obviously, it's better to, you know, to go as a unit to the Batmobile. And Tim uh, is about to toss Dick the keys, but he's like, nah, you drive. You're Robin. We're in your city. So then Tim, he drives away. Even though he don't have his license. I'm just kidding. I don't know if that's a thing we established. It probably would be funny if he didn't have his license. Well, no, he doesn't. Because, you know, I mean, Dick was whipping the Batmobile at, like, 14. Yeah. He didn't have his license. Did we say how old Tim is? What's up? Did we say how old Tim is? He's probably, like, 15, 16. Let's say he's got, like, a learner's permit. Okay. All right, all right, all right. Yeah. Don't want to do anything too illegal. Otherwise, Batman's going to have to break his arms. Robin, you're only 15. <laughs> Just starts snapping out. Yeah. Um, you don't get it, son. This isn't a mud <laughs> heap. It's an operating table. <laughs> and I'm the surgeon. And Tim's just like, what? I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, <laughs> on the way to where Killer Moth is, uh, Oracle, her little symbol pops up on the the batmobile the hood skype screen yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh and she lets robin know that she's made a break in the black site case and she's like 
one of these pieces of stag equipment has a hidden compartment and the dimensions of it could fit that hard drive like could fit one of the computer hard drives perfectly yeah and tim is like i was trying to figure out why the hard drives were missing and not destroyed so that definitely sounds right yeah um and there's still traces of what happened it's just the documents were heavily redacted and nightwing is like listen drop me off i'm gonna fight killer moth you go find out what's going on i'm gonna say it and if you don't want it in there we can cut it but he dropped dick off yeah go ahead you can just say it that's fine he dropped dick off get it do you guys get it okay all right it's like what um <laughs> so <laughs> robin drops off nightwing like i said and uh what is it the cops were fighting a bunch of new metas in the streets and he's you know trying to you know throw down help him out as much as he can and robin heads off to the black site where he finds the hard drive he takes a look at it and he gets the uh information that reveals who the scientist was that worked on project bloom asked to be given a position at Arkham as well as funding so they could further their own research. With all this in mind, he rushes to Arkham Asylum. Realizing, while not making it clear to the audience yet, that Hugo Strange is the man behind this. Yeah. So the girls that get it get it and the girls that don't don't. Yeah. That's, you know. That's simple. Uh, mm-hmm. It was Gordon. Bloom appears in the city. He's rising out of the shadows on the floor of an alley and starts to make his way deeper into Gotham. Uh, As he watches the metas he's made tear the city apart, he begins humming and he's taking in the joy of the new Gotham that will grow from this carnage. He's he's just soaking in the vibes. Yeah, chaos is in bloom. He's walking through the garden, through the field. So what's happening now? Obviously, city in chaos. What else is a reporter supposed to do than, you know, report on the chaos? You know, make sure the city is informed of what's going on so that way you can avoid the downtown traffic. So Vicky Vale or uh, Jack Ryder, one of them, right, following Bloom as he makes his way unopposed to the heart of Gotham. And Bruce watches from the cave and, you know, tries to, you know. Yeah, he watches the news helicopter. Yeah. And he uh, gets himself on his feet, you know, putting on the suit and entering the the bat plane, which has uh, received some updates and upgrades from Lucius, including a serum that can help neutralize the effects of the seeds to hand out to Dick and the cops. Yeah. So Tim arrives at Arkham Asylum to confront Strange. And Strange is disappointed that Batman himself isn't there, but he decides he can still use this. And he makes, you know, a statement to the effect of everything can be made to fit the plan. Just like Bloom and his appearance in Gotham. You know, it wasn't the original idea, but now that it's here, I can use this. You know, adapt and Uh, conquer. Yeah. It is revealed that Strange's big plan for Arkham is to reform its inmates and usher them back out into society only to lay dormant as sleeper agents. 
uh, and he will eventually trigger them to relapse into their insanity and criminal behavior so that he can control them and Gotham will relinquish itself to his rule. Um, you know, sort of baby steps, the way that he used Project Bloom to get the position at Arkham and then does this. He's the only one that can help these criminally insane people and he uses that to take more power mm-hmm. and more power and so on and so forth. Because he's uh, a power-hungry despot. Yeah. In an effort to protect himself, Strange sets Harley and Zaz free from cells that are on either side of his office. Uh, he hasn't gotten around to conditioning them yet, but he's confident that they'll be willing to kill Robin of their own volition. Tim manages to take out Zaz with ease, but is less successful dealing with Harley's erratic fighting style and giant hammer. He takes some hits, uh, but manages to restrain her eventually with a set of bolus, which are those... You know, the ball on either end of the case. They they do the wraparound thing. Yeah. Yeah. Back over in Gotham, Batman, you know, radios to Nightwing that he's going to drop his bike in a package that contains the, uh, you know, the cure to the the new metas, including the uh, monster killer moth, right? So Nightwing is like, all right, bet. And he gets the syringe to use on his mutated mutated opponent. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Monster Moth flies around, harrying him, but Dick holds his own well. Eventually, after several blows are exchanged, Nightwing uses a grapple to get on top of the roof, and he jumps onto Moth's back and jams him with the cure, guiding him to the ground. Because, you know, he's like... Maybe we have, like flying killer moth attacks the the news helicopter and nightwing saves people yeah you know stuff like that but shoots a a grin to the camera yeah Yeah. and everybody's like oh my god nightwing um batman knows that he can't face bloom in a fair fight so he sticks to the bat plane Uh, he maneuvers up and down the boulevard dodging everything bloom throws at him his spear-like hands and you know trying to grapple the plane and whatever uh there's a couple of close calls but batman uses this new non-lethal anti-personnel taser which is made by lucius to stun bloom uh this unfortunately renders the rest of the bat plane's weapons inoperable due to you know the sudden discharge of power uh there's no other option so batman aims the bat plane at bloom and ejects before direct impact uh as he glides down bloom shrivels underneath the way of the bat plane and struggles to pull himself from under the burning wreckage and he starts to lament the loss of a new, better Gotham. And then he appears to go unconscious. So back at Arkham, Strange, seeing that Robin has managed to beat the first two, um, since he's you know taken out his control group, he will try a new variable using someone he's finished conditioning. Another door opens, and surprise, it's the Joker! His presence sends Harley into a shock, and Robin is thrown off by the sudden appearance of the Clown Prince of Crime. Then, Joker's chest begins to collapse inwards and forms into a giant Clayface that hits Robin and sends him flying into the wall. The monstrous form of Clayface towers over the Boy Wonder, waiting on word from Strange to kill him. Back in Gotham City, Nightwing is helping the cops round up the last of the metas and rescue people from the wreckage. Uh, Batman arrives and asks where Robin is, and Dick replies that, uh, you know, he was going to the black site. 
He's unable to raise Tim on the comm, so Batman checks the child tracker trademark <laughs> and races off to Arkham borrowing Dick's motorcycle. He's got to have one. You know, always important to have yeah, a child tracker. There's a tracker in that scene, yeah, without a doubt. Probably in the R. Um, so back, once again, back at Arkham, Strange, you know, uh, saunters over to where Clayface and Robin are and wonders aloud how the death of another Robin will affect Batman. He decides it'll be something interesting to study and gives Clayface the order to kill Robin. Clayface forms one hand into a hammer and the other hand into a mace, you know, which is kind of overkill, but he's a supervillain. That's kind of part of the job. Yeah. And raises them over his head to deliver the killing blow. And then suddenly, Deus Ex Deus Batman. Ex Batman. Through a shower. A shower. Oh. oh, I'm sorry. We can say it together. <laughs> it's a whole paragraph Go okay. for it. it's fine. Through a shower of breaking glass from the office window Four batterings fly out and hit Clayface in the chest Electrical charges deliver high voltage directly into him And he screams before collapsing into a puddle on the floor He reforms and tries to continue the fight Sending out a massive clay mace to strike at Batman But he ducks under it And jams the device into Clayface which freezes him solid Yeah, so Hugo Strange uh, it's all falling apart. He takes this moment to escape, and on the way out, starts unlocking all the cells in, Goth- in, in Arkham. Um, Batman gets Robin to his feet, and the two start to make their escape. The guards at Arkham do what they can to get the situation under control, but, you know, it's Arkham guards versus the entire prison population, yeah. so people get away. Uh, Batman gets Robin outside, where a SWAT team makes their way into the asylum. And outside, Gordon has a walkie-talkie, and despite his bandages and bruises he seems to be doing boys back on his feet and he's uh running tactics for this operation it's important you know he wouldn't stay in bed if he knew this was going on no so nightwing steps out of a police cruiser he got a ride in which is a very funny image and i scenario to think about um and gordon has an ambulance to take robin to a hospital because of course he's all banged up from fighting Zaz, Harley, and Clayface. Um, Nightwing pulls Batman aside and tells him that he doesn't know whether or not he killed the Joker. But, and the fact that he can't sure scares him. You know, they are left on uncertain terms, but of course, Dick will always be there if Gotham and Batman need him. Yeah. And he's like, Batman makes it clear in this moment that he didn't, but Nightwing's point is that. Since he couldn't be sure, uh-huh. that's what he's afraid of. And the things that he did afterwards were so awful uh-huh. and, like, you know. So he says that. Yeah. Uh, Tim arrives at his parents' house. This is later in the evening now because I assume that this attack started around when the sun was setting. Yeah. He's you received know. some medical care now. Yeah. And he's he's battered and he's got, you know... He's, he's He has injuries, but he's on his feet, and he's doing okay. Comes in the door. His parents rush over, and they embrace their son. They're saying how worried they were about him, and they're, they're so glad that he's safe. And he, he holds his parents, and he's grateful for this moment with the people that he loves. Inspiration here for this scene being the scene at the end of The Amazing Spider-Man in which Peter returns home after the big battle at Oscorp. Um, and he brings back the eggs and he's all, 
you know, beat up and like cut and Aunt May's like, bro, where have you been? Right. Um, which yeah. you said, and I'm, I and I, yeah, no, it's a great scene, which I'm, I'm glad you said it. Cause that also is like, I, like, I get that vibe. I, I, I love it. Yeah. Um, later that night, Bruce arrives at the Drake home to visit Tim because, you know, gotta, you, you know, keep up appearances and, you know, check in on your, uh, your award, your, your intern, your scholarship winner. Right. Cause you know, he knows they live in the city, but I mean, also, you know, Batman's checking up on Robin. He talks with Tim's parents and, you know, saying he's happy to pay for any medical bills after the injuries he sustained, uh, you know, during the city. And they thank him and they say they'll think about it. But, of course, they're going to take it because, I mean, why would you not just let the billionaire pay for your, right, for sure. your uh, medical bills? Um, Tim's mom tells uh, Bruce that Tim's in his room resting, but he should be awake and would be glad to see him. So then uh, Bruce and Tim, <laughs> Bruce and Tim have a moment alone in uh tim's room yeah yeah so bruce and tim talk and you know he starts in with his batman you should have told oracle where you were going and you know she could have kept me appraised of the situation Mm -hmm. and we could have known you know blah blah blah. none of this needed to happen the way it did and tim is like hanging his head in shame and bruce is like but I'm proud of the detective work that you did to put all of this together. Mm. Uh, and you, you figured out what was going with strange and Arkham. And, you know, if strange's plan had gone through the future of Gotham could have been really bad. Yeah. Uh, so it's good that they discovered it when they did. And Tim, thanks Bruce. And Bruce is like, you need to spend the next few days resting, focus on school, do your thing no no robin yeah and then the bat signal appears in the sky and both pairs of eyes in the room flick to the window and tim says something to the effect of you know there's a whole lot of inmates that escaped tonight bruce and i'll 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 sit out for tonight you know i'll get my rest but batman needs robin no vacations uh bruce nods and exits the room and while tim looks out the window at the bat signal the music starts to build up and build up and then the screen goes black we did it we did we it. Did it. That we did it. We made a Batman. We made a Batman. That's Batman Chaos and That's Bloom. That's Batman Chaos and Bloom. I hope hope you all enjoyed it. Like that meme. Um, <laughs> um Well. We did we it. We did it, Patrick. We saved We the saved the city. The after credit scene. Superman No. I'm no, kidding. there's no after credit scene. That's not. The credit uh, song is, uh, uh, and they say that a hero can say, <laughs> yeah, um, no, we did it. We did I'm excited. I feel a weight has been lifted. You've seen, you've seen Elden Ring gameplay, right? Yeah. Enemy felled. Enemy felled. Enemy felled. This is our Batman movie. Uh, we worked for four nights on it pacing and you know hurriedly writing on a notepad and then moving that to the computer and doing stuff and then the one night it just we were not in the right headspace but we we got into it anyway because that's what you do when you're an artist yeah 
and it sucks sometimes, but you got to do it. Do it. And then he, last night we finished up and we were feeling really he's good. He's yelling it. at me. That's what he's doing. That's a that's a he's no, sub he's no, subtweeting no. me. <laughs> that's not true. Um, I put this in between eighty nine and sixty six. <laughs> we're not ranking our i know but it's funny no now. it's funny though it is it's funny it is. also that ranking makes sense. yeah no yeah yeah i feel like do you do you have any like self-reflection on this uh process and on, on what we've done here i i love the idea you know that Really, there was just a bunch of little things that we wanted to finally this happen. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And they were things as small as Leslie Tompkins appears. Yeah. Harvey Bullock appears. Yeah. You know, stuff Renee like that. Renee Montoya to... appears. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, to things as big as there's a Robin besides Dick Grayson on screen. Yeah. And Dick Grayson still gets to be on screen. And Barbara Gordon gets to be Oracle. And Barbara Gordon gets to be commissioner gordon's daughter yeah you know important um and stuff like that and just like it it i wanted it to feel as if it could be pulled from comics and adapted to the big yeah you know what i mean and i I don't know how well that translates when you're listening to it yeah i i there's a whole lot of visuals and shots and stuff in my head is how you know well yeah but i mean also we we're the ones who who came up with it? Who came up yeah. with it for sure? Um, but I, I hope that people, you know, could picture some of these things in their mind yeah. and and felt very we're, hyped. We're not wrapping up. Act. We're not wrapping up the podcast yet. But I just want to say, if you made it here, oh man, thank you. Because <laughs> I can, yeah, so I can totally understand to if people skip this episode. Um, yeah, me too. Um, yeah, I is really fun. I, one, I just want to say it's really fun to work with you. Um, yeah. We've 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 I love it. We've dabbled in 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 working on things. We we've vague outlining and yeah, world building. Yeah. yeah. Um but it's really fun to finish a project even if it goes nowhere, quote unquote. Um Yeah. But it's just a fun project we did. Yeah, the, it's the it's podcast. like a like a but little warm it's up. It's nice to have something done. Yeah. 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 I re- yeah. I really appreciate that and I really appreciate working with you on that. Um I think yeah no it's really important I just I wanted it to feel like I wanted it to feel like comic book Batman and I and I wanted it to incorporate all of the elements that are absent like you said um and I think in terms of our villain choices I think I'm glad we went a little broad with it I'm glad that Me too. I I do firmly believe and I and I several movies have done it at this point um the Batman does it even of having multiple villains. Um, because, but, but specifically I like our choices for villains. Cause Hugo strange, one of Batman's oldest enemies, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Mr. Bloom, one of the newer enemies, not really focused on the, the court of owls, I would say overshadows that. And I know there was a lot of backlash regarding that, uh, Gordon being Batman thing that we talked about. Because yeah. I was I was uh, friends with a couple people who were like, I'm not reading that. I don't care. And I was like, but you know it's only going to be for a short amount of time. It's fun. Like, just it's read gonna it. It's going to be like 12 issues. Yeah. 
and then we're going to get back to the status quo. But look at this interesting thing. Yeah. Do, and it's really good. This guy I'm also speaking about in particular also does not like the Green Lanterns. So a lot of takes, <laughs> a lot of takes I just I don't agree with. I don't, you know, I don't care for the Green Lanterns that much, but like, come on. Not to the degree that, yeah, like, I, that I, I do. Yeah, but, yeah. And, but I don't dislike them. Like, I, like, I love, I love those characters. I love the characters more than I like the concept as a whole, right? Next up, our Green Lantern. No, 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 no. Okay. You and I have very two drastically different ideas for that anyway. Um, well, yeah. Um, but no, I. so yeah, picking Hugo Strange and a very, very old classic Batman villain, Mr. Bloom, a newer, um, really cool like face i feel like if we weren't gonna go the monster and like comic booky route like we did we probably would end up picking somebody like professor pick which i think we mentioned in our our brainstorming we originally. did we talked about yeah. it i think we wanted combinations of like a a physical threat to batman and a, a mental threat to yeah. Batman. and like strange's stuff that he's doing is very in the background and understated for the most part but like it leads into a potential future for him to do things. Yeah. Uh, we established Lincoln March, which has ties to the Court of Owls. So, you know, for the future, there could be Court of Owls stories. Yeah. We, we leave options to go forward without being like, this after is the next thing. Scene, yeah. Here's what yeah, next, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. Joker actually steps out of the shadows this time or something. Oh we wanted to make sure, we didn't say it, but obviously we wanted to make sure, like, yes, Joker exists. And of course, you know Joker exists given the state of everything, but like we yeah. didn't want to do anything with him. And even then, with the scene where Joker does show up, quote unquote, I would imagine we wouldn't show the face exactly. It would be like from from behind. You know, you see the outline, you see the hair, and then if there was green a, hair, yeah. you see the chest Pain collapse, but the you don't see the face, right? Um, because we wouldn't. We, there's no reason to settle on who our Joker actor would be right now. Like I said, I, I picked Carl Urban for Batman, but that's just something I've wanted for a long yeah. time. But then, Killer Moth. <laughs> Killer Moth. Yeah. Uh, uh, some rando. Who I, I mean. I, Mad Hatter's Mad Hatter. around. Yeah. I, that, Ventriloquist is around. Yeah. I mean, we introduced like plenty of villains to be like, yeah, this is there is the history. But you don't need to know. Like, I don't need to tell you exactly how Two-Face became Two-Face. I don't need to tell you how Poison Ivy became Poison Ivy or like how, what shenanigans we've got involved in. Like you, you know, here's what happened on Canto bike. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. This is what went down in Budapest. Exactly. Um, yeah. So I, yeah, I, I had a, I had a really fun time coming up with this with you. And I feel like for the most part, we accomplished all the goals we established. I do think yeah. that we're missing some stuff in the middle. Without a yeah. doubt, we um, we, if, we weren't going to create a fully incredible masterpiece of a movie. In oh, Fortnite. of course not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But you this know. is just the outline. I hope people like the idea. And I hope this. I guess if I'm, I, I feel like I'm asking too much, but I hope this instills a little bit of hope or like sense of you know what creative you know ideas and stories we have in in store in us yeah. obviously this is a this is a collaborative effort so this is you know 
uh, a blend a, of both a blend of, of both of our yeah. without yeah you know Cause, being completely our stuff yeah both because both you and I have very drastically different ideas um but I do love when we get to work together that's even one of the fun things I do that's, too and I think it works so well because like even though we have those very different ideas about the specific stories that we want to tell on our mm-hmm. own our ideas of who these characters are are they align yeah and the ideas of what Gotham should be and what comic and comic book films and all that stuff should be, they align very well. Yeah. So that's why we're able to create stuff together. Yeah. And that's, you know, it's something that I love about our, our friendship. Yes. And our, and our dynamic. Yes. Mm-hmm. Our dynamic duo. Cam, I love you. I love you too. Oh yeah. Oh, I should have done the Han Solo. I know. You want to do it again? No, it's oh, fine. Okay. All right. The people should know that I also love you. Yeah. Is that the podcast? Yeah, I think so. Okay, cool, cool, cool. I feel like that's it. That's a good. That's a good podcast. That's a well. That's an interesting podcast. Yeah. I don't know if it's good. I don't know how people are gonna feel about it. Obviously, I, I, if anything, I hope that our friends that do listen, and uh, uh, obviously my mom listens religiously. I wonder what she's gonna have to say about this because I haven't talked to her about this at all. Um. Mm-hmm. I wonder how people are going to feel about this. And I hope that we can have fun discussions about this with our friends, at least, you know? Yeah. I really hope yeah. so. But let's outro the show and then. We'll talk oh, of course. I just wanted to mention that. Um, thank you listener for doing just that, doing listening. You know, we, we wouldn't be here without you. Well, we would, but we wouldn't keep doing this without you, you know? Yeah. Um, We've had a, it's, it's been really fun looking at the numbers and how they've been going up and people seem to be listening to our show and some people have listened to episodes more than once and it's like, it's very touching. Yeah. I yeah, appreciate it. Yeah. Um, we can finally say it and now our watch has ended. And now our watch has ended. Yeah. No more Batman. No more Batman, at least for, for like a good couple of years. If you want to yeah. see more. When the Batman sequel comes out, obviously, we are going to voraciously dive into that. We're going to but... do the animated movies we didn't do for the Night Watch. <laughs> We're going to watch the Lego Batman movie. Oh. We're going to watch Catwoman. That's it. Man, I'm kidding. <laughs> Man, um, but we should watch Lego Batman that second time. Oh, I don't want to. I don't want to. But that's a that's a that's a topic for another day. Hey, if you mm-hmm. if you aren't sick of Batman, you can catch my Twitch streams. I've put it off for a little while. Things have been a little crazy for the rest of March. It's been a while since I. Uh, streamed and I found out that VODs are deleted after certain days so you cannot check out episode 1 of me playing Batman anymore which is really frustrating Um, but if you're listening to this the day that it drops I will be playing episodes 2 and 3 of Telltale's The Batman over at uh, twitch.tv slash Kylo Reese and if you want and if you're listening to this after you can follow me at Kylo Reese on Instagram and Twitter where I'll update you about what I'm going to play next. I'm probably going to finish this season of Batman and then jump over 
to Final Fantasy VII Remake because I want to play it again and the anniversary of its release is coming up. Oh, boy. Yeah. Cam, what you doing? Um, You know, I I stay working on stuff. Do I stay finishing stuff? Whole different story, uh-huh. but uh-huh. working, right? Um, I do have a short story that's been published. If you go to my Twitter, at k.cruz, K-D-O-T-C-R-U-Z, uh, my pinned tweet is a short fantasy story that I did for Corner Bar Magazine. So, you know, check that out. It's good. Check it out. <laughs> Thank you. Um, if you're listening to our podcast, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts uh, and rate us on Spotify. Give us five stars. Uh, tell your friends about the show. Um, and you know, just thank you once more for listening. If you want to follow the podcast on Twitter, that's at foiled again cast. Yes. At foiled again cast. We, you know, the network tweets from there. Sometimes we tweet from there. Uh, good stuff. Yeah. All right. Well, until next time, this has been foiled again. Thank you. Bye-bye.